This week on the Coach Mac Podcast, the Chippewas were able to get outside for a scrimmage at Kelly Short Stadium. Baseball is back along with the Masters and former center on Coach Mac's Alabama National Championship teams, William Vallejo stops by as he takes over this year as the new offensive line coach. Thanks for listening to another episode and hope you enjoy. Another week and another Coach Mac podcast. Coach Mac, what's going on? You know, we're... we're we had a great uh, scrimmage here last Saturday. We had the sun came out today. What a beautiful day here in Mount Pleasant. And uh, we're excited to finish up. We've got uh, basically two practices left, uh, doing a lot of things in those practices, kind of preparing for um, certain looks that we're going to get both offensively and defensively from new opponents, new coordinators uh, before we head into, uh, you know, the summer. How have all the practices gone in terms of guys getting reps and just getting back out on the football field here in the springtime? I, I've got to say it, it actually felt like we were kind of back to normal a little bit, I guess is a good way to put it. And, uh, you know, I was, I was really impressed how these guys, uh, you know, came to work every day. You know, we asked them to give us our focus during that short time that we're with them and, and, uh, you know, for the most part, we've had really productive practices. Um, and, you know, our last scrimmage, I, I thought there were some things that, that uh, you know, we needed to improve on coming out of the first scrimmage, and I thought we did that. Let's talk about that scrimmage, because I know you were amped to get outside. It wasn't necessarily warm, but for Michigan standards in April, it was warm enough for you to get out to Kelly Short Stadium. How did Saturday go for you? Well, I don't think you'd say it was a boat day. You know, I, I, I think probably that's for sure. But, uh, no, I thought it was uh, it was really good. I was excited we were able to get out there. And, and uh, you know, a couple things stood out to me. You know, and, and I knew going into the first scrimmage, uh, the first time you tackle since the bowl game, um, you know, I thought we missed some tackles. I thought our open field tackling was, was much improved. And, and I thought that was really a, a good thing. I saw all three quarterbacks take their first series of drives all the way down and score touchdowns. I thought that was good. And then the different combinations we were using on the offensive line, just kind of developing depth and, and guys being able to play uh, inside, outside, even snap the ball. Um, I, 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 think, I think we really we learned some things about our team. And that's always important heading into fall camp, obviously, and the summer coming up to, to get some good reps in the springtime. Let's talk a little bit about the, the quarterbacks. I know Daniel, obviously, the, the folks know a lot about, but tell me about Tyler and Jace because, as you mentioned, all three had some run on Saturday. Yeah, all three. And, and uh, you know, those two young guys, I think, uh, you know, I thought Tyler really stepped up. I thought, uh, you know, there were some times there you know, the week before that, that, you know, he might've been pressing a little bit, but I thought he moved the team. Well, Jace really showed his athleticism and, and what he gives us back there. So, you know, you feel good about that position. Um, and, you know, some other guys, we, we were using some multiple combinations, you know, we, if there's one thing that COVID uh, kind of taught us was, the ability to use some offensive guys on defense and some defensive guys on offense in some special situations. And, 
you know, I really felt like uh, uh, we got something out of some of those things uh, going into the fall. I was, uh, Coach, I got a chance to come up and watch Saturday. I was, it was the first time I got a chance to, to check out Jace Bauer. He's a baseball guy, right? So he's a multiple sport athlete coming into you guys? Yeah, no, he, and the reason he was actually, uh, uh, you know, came in at the beginning of, of fall camp last year is because he, you know, played at a high level of travel baseball. Um, and, you know, he finished out. You know that that season uh, after his high school year with that team, and you know I I just have been really impressed to see how quickly he's he's kind of come into his own, and and uh, yeah, really good athlete gets the ball out really quick, and you know has has that snap throw like a lot of uh, you know middle infielders have, and and uh, does a good job getting the ball out of his hands. Yeah, really impressed me. He seemed comfortable in the pocket, knowing when to sit and wait and when to take off. And obviously, he's got great mobility as well. So I think he's going to be a a new face that, among many new faces that Chippewa fans will see, that they'll be excited to to see what he can do come the future. Yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, you know, I thought, you know, there there were some there were some things we did, and I thought we. We really did a good job situ- situationally in the special teams. Um, we we harped on some uh, times that that come up that sometimes you might not see it at all in a season, and sometimes it might come up two or three times in a season. You just never know. And we were able to um, you know really hit on some of those uh, parts in our special teams. You know, I really think our special teams has a chance. Uh, I know we need to come up with a returner. Uh, you know, there won't be anybody as dynamic as KP was, but the overall athleticism that we're able to put out there now um, on our special teams, uh, I, I, I think that I think it should be a weapon for us. The other position that caught my eye, Coach, was uh, the tight ends. Obviously, Joel comes back, but uh, it, it seems like you had a couple other bo- uh, guys out there that could catch the ball for you. Yeah, I uh, – you know, that's been good, you know, and, and one of the things, too, is, is you know, we, we need to get an inline blocker, and I think we've established that a little bit. And, and again, that guy doesn't have to be a dominant blocker in our run game, but just just hold points, and, and I, think, uh, I think we've really done that. Uh, I'm excited about the guys that we have there. And we had some guys come up and make some plays and, and some good body catches, you know, as far as uh, using their body to, to shield defenders and, course as quarterback you like to throw to those guys that have a catch radius because the throw doesn't always have to be perfect mm-hmm. um and, and we're seeing that out of that position how about on the other side of the ball i know you mentioned uh, open field tackling was something you saw improve but uh other notes from the defense that you enjoyed watching on saturday well i we, we we're, we're developing some depth on at linebacker um I think uh, both Fernando and Dakota, um, you know, they, they, they're still learning how to play. But, boy, you talk about some athletes that can run in space and, and uh, you know, doesn't have to be perfect because they can actually uh, do some things uh, from the linebacker spot and make them hard to block and, and uh, kind of sneaky good tacklers. I think they've got great feel for the game. And, and that's, that's been uh, – that's something I think that – we were a little nervous about. It. We're a little thin there uh, from a number standpoint, 
but then uh, you know behind them uh, Levi Brown and, and uh, uh, Cole Riddle uh, I thought did a really good job on the inside and and then being able to have you know against big packages um, you know having some guys be able to play that Sam uh, backer for us uh, Gildersleeve uh, you know does some good things uh, when he's able to you know play on a tight end and, and hold point and Apsy who you know, as an every down special teams guy for us. And, and that's really for us going from that second scrimmage, who are going to be those guys that are going to be on the bus that have to be part of those 66 starters on special teams. And, you know, you make those by making yourself relevant, uh, you know, on the offense or on the defense from a depth standpoint. Now you become guys that that really become starter starters on those special teams units. It all matters. That's how those guys get those next opportunities, right? I mean, we we've talked well, about it with uh, with Jonathan Ward at the next level. Started at special well, teams, earned a roster spot. It's the same type of thing here in college on your squad. No doubt about it. And and understanding the value of that like that you know. Kids aren't made up, you know, about just all the, you know, they want all this glory and all this stuff all the time. And yet uh, some of the best glory, some of the things you can do for your football team come on those special teams. And uh, you know what? We're getting a lot better at those. I think I asked you this at the the beginning of spring ball for you. Uh, what? Well, then why are you going to ask again, Adam, if you've already asked <laughs> I mean, I don't get it. I mean, do we need to fill that much time for those? By the way, somebody told me we actually got into triple digits. Oh, my. Hits on the podcast. Really? Yes. Now, I don't know how they track that stuff. I'm sure there's a podcast tracker out there that we know nothing about. Do we think that's but, all of the Idaho Vandal fans that are listening? Yeah, I, think it's, I think it's, you know what, it might be just my buddies out west that keep hitting <laughs> it and waiting for me to say something stupid. Well, that's great news. I'm glad that uh, we, we've got some people that are tuned in, a lot of Chippewa fans that are anxious to see what this product looks like in the fall. So what Okay, I, let's go ahead. You've already asked me the question yes. two weeks ago, but you're going to ask it again. <laughs> So you must not like my answer the first time. Okay, you know what? So I was I was here trying to be nice and uh, figured <laughs> it, figured it would be better to ask now than when I asked before. <laughs> uh, me being the dummy that I am, asked you what the strengths are of this team, and you know it was the first couple of practices. You hadn't really watched them yet. So now that you've had uh, three quarters to ninety percent of spring ball done, what sticks out to you as what can be? a point to move forward and build off heading into the summer and the fall with this squad? Well, I think it starts with just it, and it, this may sound very simple, but I think we've got a really good locker room. I think we've got a really good locker room of guys that, you know, have the team approach and not necessarily just what can this do for me, uh, you know, personally kind of approach. And, uh, that's been one of the things I've been, I've been really excited about the way we compete against each other and make each other better. And, uh, you know, that, that's, that's the start of having a good football team. And, um, I think our guys really get it, uh, you know, from, 
from position groups, you know, I, I say it again, we're loaded at the running back spot, um, which is a really good thing. Uh, I think we've had a couple wideouts step up that are, that are going to be able to help us. Um, but then, the, you know, I've already talked about the depth we're getting there at linebacker. The, you know, we've got multiple guys that can play at D-line, you know, and play in spots and give us breathers. So that's been good, some young guys there. But, uh, you know, I would probably say our ability to move different spots um, with our offensive line, uh, and we're starting to create some depth there. And I think that's, that's something that uh, has been standing out to me. All right. I don't want to give anything away, but uh, I saw some – guys in some unique spots in that scrimmage on Saturday. You have some tricks up your sleeve for the upcoming season, Coach? Well, um, I always like tricks. <laughs> I, I, I uh, probably think of them more as, as core events to screw up the defenses, you know, um, that we'll try to do occasionally. And, and uh, it's fun to see some of these guys play some different spots and uh, do some different things within our personnel groups. And you said the COVID year was what helped you, because I remember you had to have guys kind of be hybrids and play in multiple spots just in case uh, a player or two went down and they weren't going to be available. And it, it sounds like you've continued to build off that season and utilize that a little bit into this year. Yeah, when you have a roster of 54 and five of those <laughs> specialists, uh, either long snappers or kickers, um, that you've got to create depth within your own team and, and watch those guys do some of the things like they did in high school where, you know, the majority of them were two-way players. And, you know, that, that's been kind of – it's been kind of fun messing around with that. How's the health been? That's always important going through spring and trying to come out on uh, the right end of injuries. Right. We've got a couple practices left. But uh, overall, we've been really, really good. Um you know, we, we uh, had Marion had the uh, ankle sprain, uh, obviously the one early that really hurts. Uh, Klimsack in the offensive line, uh, he'll go into knee surgery. Um, you know, that one uh, was just heartbreaking because he, he came on and filled in for us last year when those guys uh, opted out and, and uh, you know, some things like that. But you know what? He'll, he'll, He'll get it rehabbed and, and come back, and he's a big part of this team. But other than that, that's really the one, only one so far. Um, now we've got a long time till we get through fall camp to that first game. But uh, overall health been pretty darn good. Let me ask you about two guys that are coming back from injury, Keegan Smith one and Kobe Lewis the other. How are they progressing? You know, so far it's been, uh, it's been great. Um, you know, Keegan's obviously he midway through has been able to actually uh, put his uniform back on. I was glad to see it actually fit. Uh, so he was able to actually go out and uh, work individual drills, uh, you know, do some of the individual um, uh, teamwork that we do, uh, not necessarily in live drills, but uh, in the other drills. And he, he'll be back uh, ready to go and, and go at it full, full tilt uh, come June. That's great to hear. Excited to see the pieces come back. Let me step outside of the, the CMU bubble for a minute. Did, did you get a chance to watch some baseball, maybe some golf with the Masters going on over this past weekend? 
Absolutely. I mean, after game one, I was uh, the 5-4 win by the Tigers. I was looking for 162-0. and 0. Uh, You know, I thought they were going to run, you know, make a run and uh, win it all. But, uh, you know, I, I liked what I saw out of the Tigers. I think they've got some great young players and playing play with energy. Um, I'm excited about that. In fact, uh, it actually interrupted me. I actually doing some uh, calendar work here. I had the, had the Tigers on in the background and uh, uh, it's always fun watching a baseball game on the radio, as I say. So uh, that was good. And, and what a great finish. You know, the thing that blew me away about the masters and I don't know that I heard it correctly, but Scotty Scheffler won 90 junior events. I think I heard. And it was like, when I heard that, I was like, wow. This guy knows how to win. He's, he's, he's been in those tournaments. Obviously, never a, as big a swing as, you know, every shot is at the Masters. But at least growing up, here's a guy that's been tournament tested since he was a little guy. Yeah, and I think he's won something like four of his last six tournaments. And this obviously was his first major that he'd won. And he led pretty much from start to finish going into the weekend. So, obviously... He's a guy that uh, is calm with the nerves, even though he said he was he was a wreck Sunday morning before his sure. <laughs> final round began. He what? certainly didn't show it. I, 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 I give him that. And, you know, I think it was just it was it was fun to see, you know, for I think all of us just seeing Tiger back out there, you know, and even though the score, you know, I mean, it, as the tournament wore on, but. You know, shooting one under is on you know on the first day and making it to the weekend. Um, I just think that's really good for the game of golf and uh, nothing like the Masters, man. Nothing like it. It's a special event. I think the biggest thing I saw with the Masters and just baseball. How about all the crowds and the fans yeah. being back? I mean, I know they they call them the patrons there down there in Augusta, but they were loud. It was packed. It was great to see no limit in capacity. All of these fans getting to kind of take their lives back and go out and enjoy sporting events for real here in 2022. That's for sure. And and my hats off for the Tigers fans that have been showing up in this winter that we had in opening <laughs> days. Uh, you know, watching them. <laughs> I just, I think it's awesome. Well, I remember last year, uh, I remember Miguel Cabrera hitting a opening day home run in what looked like a snow globe. So there was no <laughs> snow this year, but uh, yeah, we're, we're tough cookies up here in Michigan, even though the weather isn't as good as other places. No, it, it, it's, it's, uh, it's that time of year though. I mean, uh, something special about spring, um, it's really been good for us. I, these 15 spring practices we've had, um, watching this team kind of grow and, and come together uh, with all the new faces. Um, exciting times for the Chippewas. All right, Coach Mack. Well, we bring on one of your newest members of the staff as we keep things rolling here. And he also happens to be a former player for you as well. That's right. Uh, William Vallejos. Say hi, William, to, to the over 100 people that are going to listen to this. <laughs> to all 100. How you that's, doing? That's right. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's great to have William here. And I, I thought it was interesting. A week ago, we have Tom Mason, who coached me, right? And now we have 
William Vallejos, who I had the fortune of coaching at, at Alabama. How's it been for you so far, William? It, ha it has been an absolute pleasure. Um, you know, I came from a place, you know, in the last three years in Colorado where I thought football was just kind of something to do for the kids. Yeah. You know, there's, like, there's Red Rocks concerts, there's hiking trails, there's skiing, it's all this type of stuff. So football was just kind of almost an auxiliary, you know, thing to, 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 to partake in here. It's back to what I'm used to relative to it means a lot to a lot of people, whether it's the players, the support staff, the community, the fans, restaurant owners, what have you. Football is extremely important as part of the country. Kids drive seven hours to come to a three-hour junior day just to see your facility, you know, and then talk to your coaches. So that's been a breath of fresh air, and I've uh, really enjoyed it. How, how's it. How's it been? I mean, you come into the, you know, new, we bring you in. You know, how has that offensive line room been for you? Okay, so I got here, and I was told about these two tackles that are that are all over the, the Mel Kuyper draft boards, right? And for good reason, they're really good players um, that watch their pro days. And then they are the real deal. And um, so I'm told we got to get these tackles developed. And we got a bunch of young guys and none of them have played football, right? Well, you know, I come from the school of, you know, under promise, over deliver type of deal. But I, I am pleased with the two tackles that have been out there for us so far, what they've done and what, what they can, can be. Um, you know, Braden Sword out and Davis Heinzen. Um, two guys that have been, that have, you know, some have rotated some, somewhat inside, but mainly have held down a left tackle and right tackle spots through the spring. A lot of action against the one defense, some now more versus two defense, but they they get better every single day. They're hungry to watch more film every day. Um, I, I think the sky's the limit for both those players. So, and then you got the experienced guys in the room. You got Janess Kimbrough, who, you know, our room kind of goes as he goes. You could probably say our team kind of goes as he goes. You know, yeah. very much a leader, um, talented player, but his real value is the stuff that you can't see on a tape, the stuff he does in the locker room, stuff he does in the O-line room, holding young guys accountable. You know, he, he, he he's a guy that, that when, he, when he speaks, there's no such thing as falling on deaf ears. Everyone's listening to it. Um, you know, then obviously Powell Woods has played a lot of football here. He's been great moving from, from guard to tackle, back to guard, what have you. He never complains. He just buys in and comes to work every day, which I think is kind of a trait of all the guys. Um, so been uh, been very blessed to to have had them. Um, you know, and then another guy who, who's an older guy, you know, he might even be more mature than me is a guy named Titan Ferris. Again, play, play, played all kinds of football here. Maybe I don't know how many games he started, but it's a ton. Um, Wherever you want to put the guy, he goes in and executes, whether it's guard, whether it's center. Again, doesn't complain. He's seen it all with his vast experience. He's been kind of like a great crutch for me just based on his experience here. He, you know, he actually has been around on his third-line coach, he said, or he was here with Frazier and then Cummings and then, you know, myself. So as far as the genesis and the history lesson, okay, hey, we call it this. You know, we taught it this way, so here's what the guys know. He's been a tremendous crutch for me, and we'll get a lot of uh, a lot of mileage and snaps out of him this year, as we have for the last couple of years. So, yeah, we we were also able to uh, bring uh, you know a, a, a transfer in that that played at a small school, and has really shown some versatility for us. Yes, we have Cole Johnson, wears number seventy four. Um, he is a guard tackle guy. He can play both. I've had to rep him at both. Um, 
Not sure exactly where he fits into the big picture, but one thing he's proven is that it doesn't really matter. Wherever you put him, he can go execute. He's a four-year starter at Hillsdale College, which uh, which which is the college of the, of the famous late Howard Mudd, one of the best line coaches that ever that ever uh, coached the sport. Um, I think he started a couple seasons at guard, a couple seasons at tackle, uh, mainly on the right side. So again, he just the, 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 these guys are they're all in it for the greater good. But no, no one's here. I think Coach alluded to earlier. You know, we got a great locker room, right? And even the pieces that we've added. None of them are going to detract from that. They're only going to add to that. And they're all here for the greater good of the group. It isn't about, hey, what, what, what's my draft stock? Or, hey, what am I, you know, what are you doing for me as far as I? None of that matters in my room. You know, it's all about, hey, next man up. Where can I help coach? What position you need me at? What do I do wrong on this play? How can I get better for tomorrow? Uh, so so he, he's just added to that. And uh, he, he will be a guy that we count on this fall. Uh, you know, William, you, uh, you and I go back, all right, We'll tell some of those stories, but give a little bit of a history about, uh, you know, where you came from and, and grew up in football and, and that kind of thing uh, before you got to be a Chippewa. Okay, so I grew, I grew up in Birmingham, Alabama, uh, which, which is 45 minutes from the University of Alabama, which is where I met Coach Mack. I, I went to Mountain Brook High School, signed at Alabama to play football or, or committed to Mike Shula first to play okay and the, the, the day Saban got there legend has it is the first the first order on the agenda before it's hiring offensive coordinator and that's to how do I get this six foot lineman off the commitment list you know I mean what are we what are we doing with this you know he's used to six five three thirty five and he's got a six he's got two linemen committed and one of them six foot tall okay from right down the street so it was how can we get rid of this guy and and they did everything they could to get rid of me. But I said, hey, that's where I'm going. And they honored it. So, um, you know, I think Coach Mack comes in my second year. So I'll, I'll, I'll tell two Coach Mack stories that, that, <laughs> that, that, that just come to mind immediately. Right? Our first interaction that I remember is a team run period. Okay, I'm the third team center. All right, I, I hadn't talked to Coach a ton. You know what I mean? He, 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 we talked in the hall, but we hadn't had a ton of sit-downs, all right? And I go in for a team run. I think it's the last play of team run. And I snap the ball 50 yards above the quarterback's head. Okay, the horn blows. Everybody's sprinting to the next period. But Coach Mack ain't. He just looks said, like, come here, son. <laughs> he kind of pulls me over about 10 yards to the side. He said, you know where that snap went? I said, no, I was kind of a high-stress anxiety guy. You know, really my dressing to know, Coach, where to go. It went 50 yards over the quarterback's freaking head. Okay? And I said, yes, sir. And he said, you know what the problem with that is? I said, what, Coach? He goes, you have the shortest legs of any offensive lineman I've ever seen in my life. I said, how the heck is it possible, okay, for the ball to go that high? All right? Get the snap down. Okay? That, that, that was, that, that's how it all started. All right? Then I'll say this. Going into my first year as a starter, which would have been the very next year, Okay, it's in Virginia Tech. And I tell you what, Coach Mack has an extremely high emotional intelligence relative to reading his players. Without having a three-hour conversation with you every day, he kind of knows, all right, here's what's going on in this guy's head. Here, here, here's what he needs to hear at this time. You know, and I think all great head coaches sort of have that ability. And so we're going to play Virginia Tech, okay, in, in, in the first game of 2009. It's going to be my first start. I'm a little unsure of myself, right? Again, I'm, I'm six foot tall. 
This this is Alabama. This is about to be national television. Georgia Dome's kickoff season opener for college football. And I think, Coach, you saw me sitting. I think we were at breakfast or yeah. something, and I'm sitting there, and I'm by myself. And you you could tell I wasn't. I, I was a little nervous. Yeah, you know, right. you know, I was a little nervous. You know. Well, yeah. I might have been too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I wasn't exactly joking around with the guys at a table all on my own, just sort of kind of looking at my line test as if, like, you know, I was a little bit of doom and gloom going on. All right. So Mac, Mac walked over to me. He didn't sit down. He didn't give me the, the, the bear hug. It's going to be okay, pal. He didn't do any of that. He just looked at me and said, look, bro, I grew, I grew up playing this game in the pastures of Montana. All right. And this sport's taking me everywhere full circle. All right. Don't make more out of this than it is. It's just freaking football. Okay, you can block anybody that lines up across from you where our practice fields are there. Okay, do not make more out of it than it is. Now, it didn't, it didn't exactly hit me immediately what, what the heck's this guy talking about, but as I went to my room, you know, it was a night game, I'm like, you know, he's right. I mean, what, what am I worried about? We block the best defense in practice every day. I ain't going to make more out of it than it is, you know, and the rest was kind of history from there. But, you know, my old line coach didn't give me that advice. My head coach didn't give me that advice. You know, the offensive coordinator, just said real, real matter of factly. Look, man, don't make more out of this than it is. So, yeah. Anyway, that, that was an important message to hear at, the, at that particular point in time. You know, and then you think about from there. I mean, in your four years as a starter, were the four years I was there. Yep. What What was our record? I mean, I we didn't win a lot. I think you lose a lot. lot. I think it was thirty six and four. Yeah. And one of those four, I still can't get over how we lost to South Carolina. But well, three of them yeah. were in one season. That's was that right. 2010 year. That's was exactly South right. Carolina, yeah. Was the Auburn and the LSU? That's exactly so right. So if you take that year out of it, we only lost a game in two years, <laughs> that's right? Right. No, that's pretty crazy. You know, the the one thing I knew William was going to be great at what he does is uh, we would get into some protection things and. And you know what? He had way more knowledge than, than even our quarterbacks. And, you know, to have you kind of even run some of the protection meetings, you know, when, as you became an older guy, I mean, that had to make you feel pretty good. It did. I've, I've always enjoyed the the X's and O's and the schematics of football. Um, you know, as you know, that's just always – and even when I got into coaching, you know, I've been around a lot of good line coaches, coordinators or whatever, and I've heard them explain in detail out their systems – and where my mind automatically goes to is, okay, so that's – you told me those are your rules. That's how the procedure and parameters are. All right, well, what if this happened? What if that happened? That's just how I think, you know. Um, so, now that I'm running the room, you got to try to get out of that type of stuff because, like, look, that's not what happens on every play. That stuff is great for the playbook and all that, but now it's more, much more of a culture and style that your room has as opposed to like, like how, how well are we versed in the bastard looks that might happen once every four years. Right. So, but anyway, I still do enjoy talking about the one hit wonders that happened one time on, you know, non HD film in 1993. <laughs> that's exactly so that's right. just me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love it. Well, uh, you know, uh, obviously growing up in Alabama, um, some of the interests that you have outside of, of, uh, football and the one thing I love about William is he is a true football junkie I mean he lives it he studies it he draws it he thinks about it and yet uh, we all need some outlets uh, tell me a little bit about you know what you like to do uh, to kind of take a breather from the game of football okay so don't have a wife 
don't have any kids. I don't play golf. Um, that, that that's probably a good thing for all the golf courses yeah. around here. That <laughs> so you just xed off about seventy percent of the guys you know off time for football. But I'm a big hunter and fisherman. Um, my 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 baby is turkey hunting. Um, you know, I've I've already been been out there. I haven't told you this, but I've already been scouting a little bit some some spots with uh, you know the people in the community that, that like the chips um, and, and and have some. Some spots with some turkeys flocking around and goblins. So, um, deer hunting, turkey hunting. You know, in the last three years out west, I've been to Rocky Mountains. Got to do some big game hunting. Um, you know, when I get time, those are kind of the things that, that I do. Um, and, and you, I, I noticed you. You know, you mentioned you know all the that you don't have, but you do have a dog. I got. I got. Tell a, us about this dog. Okay, I got a grand champion hunting dog. Okay, her name is Pepper. She, um, she, she, I'm not going to tell you what type of investment's been made towards this dog and it's, and it's, and it's tutelage and training, but she's won about every ribbon and she's, she's got more rings than we got. She's won every, every That's single a lot of damn rings, you know? ring. but she's got every ribbon and title and, 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 you know, plaque that you can get in the dog hunting retriever hunt test world that there is, um, she is she is based in Nebraska right now with a guy named Chris Jobin, who's probably the best dog trainer in all of the, she is the Nick Saban of dog trainers. <laughs> all right. And she's currently in Texas to get out of the weather so they can do, you know, field field tests and hunt trials year round of the warmer in Texas. So they never take a break. That's what she loves doing. But she's uh she's gonna make the move to Mount Pleasant here as soon as recruiting's over with. And um can't wait to get her back. She's a great little family house dog. Buddy, when when it's time to go, she goes. <laughs> I love she it. goes. <laughs> I, I absolutely love. It. So, you know, as 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 you kind of look back and and you, what what are some of the things you learned? You know that that kind of stick with you as a coach. That maybe as a player you can get to these guys because you know it's it it hasn't been that long uh, removed. Uh, obviously, you had a little cup of coffee in the NFL. You you had a chance to coach a little bit there. You coached at Alabama, obviously just coming from Colorado, but you know, what might be some of those things that, that, that you've been able to kind of give our guys? I'd say, I'd say two things and, and I'll start off with what Coach Saban does. Every, everyone wants to, wants to pinpoint one reason why Alabama has their success every year. And it's, it's because of the, they recruit to great players or they pay out the coaches all this money or the, 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 the resources and all that type of stuff. But, like most things in life, anytime somebody's really good at something, it's not. It's usually not one thing. It's a multitude of things. But if you had to say one thing that I think he instills, and in, whether it's his staff, his players, or whatever, is discipline. And I think that can apply to life in, in, in any shape or form. It is discipline. To me, it's the, these are easy words to say. It may be the hardest thing to actually go out there and do is have the discipline to freaking you know sit down and watch this tape or have the discipline to take these steps. You know, um, and, the, and the way coach defined discipline was, all right, there's something I really, really want to do, all right, but I shouldn't do it. Can I make myself not do it, right? Then the flip side of that, there's something I really ought to go do, whether it's go watch this film, go to this class, go to this, whatever. There's something I really ought to go do, but I really don't want to do it. I'd rather do something else that I want to do. Can you make yourself go do what you should do? Yeah, um, really, the uncomfortable, man. Yes, right. Ex exactly. Exactly. You, yeah. Usually what you don't want to do, you don't want to do it since it's uncomfortable at the moment. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. Can you make yourself go and do that? You know, because it's going to be, you know, to be better for you in the long run. Um, I think discipline is something you can add to your life in, in, in any in any avenue that we're talking about. Um, the other thing that I would say is, you know, I've been around some really good coaches uh, outside of Coach Saban. Um, there's some really, really good football coaches here that I've learned a ton from in a short time. Um, and I think if the one thing to sum up what I've taken from that is there ain't just one way to do it. It ain't like, hey, you have to do it this way, or hey, this is this is how we did it in 2010 when we won every game we played in, or this is how you know this is how Juan Castillo did it in pro football. And he makes two million bucks a year to coach linemen. You know, there's a lot of ways to do things, different strokes for different folks. You know, you don't have to overapply something to a player that maybe that doesn't fit what their toolbox is. Um, so I think you kind of get a gauge of your room, your unit, your offense. You know, see what fits, throw it up on the wall. If it sticks, hey, man, let's go with it. If it doesn't fit and then not everybody's on board with it, whether it be the coaches or the players, let's scrap it go to the next thing, you know. Um, you know, we're custom tailors here. This isn't Joseph A. Bank, right? We're custom <laughs> tailors, okay? So we try to figure out exactly what's best for us, and there's a lot of ways that we can get things done. Yeah, I, I, and, you know, you've been able to get with these kids and just uh... – I love the way you interact with them. I love the way, you know, they, they kind of sit on your every word and, and uh, yet you haven't even shown them all the national championship rings you have, which, you know what, you don't have to. Don't have to. Yeah, that's exactly right. You can help a player get better, they'll listen. You don't, you don't have to show them the hardware. So as long as now these guys are good enough to know, are right, is this helping me or is it not? Yeah. And as soon as, soon as I say, hey, this is helping me, all they want, all these kids want to do, any player, they just want to play their best. Yeah, they want to play their best, get a little bit better, and, and uh, that's what this team's doing. But I guess you could probably tell uh, Adam, you know, my trust in William, uh, it runs deep. And uh, I know he's been brought up the right way, and not only, uh, you know, from his folks, but obviously in the game of football. And, uh, that's why we're so happy to have him here, and, and uh, I'm glad you're on on this with these hundred and so listeners. Hey, <laughs> I, I, I'll, I'll tell them one other funny story. Okay. <laughs> so, coach, so coach Matt, you know when I was getting into coaching, right? We were playing our last game versus LSU. Yeah. He comes up to me for he's, he's flying to Fort Collins the next day. Okay, he offers me he he wants me to come be the GA there. I say, look, I hope you play 20 years in the league. When it, whatever it don't work out, like call us. We want you. We're gonna hold. We want you on the staff. Whatever we got open, right? So, let's fast forward ten years. Okay, ten freaking years. All right. And you know, I've I've kept in touch with Coach Max, some other guys on his staff. And I get a phone call at like six in the morning, my time, Mountain Time, from Joe Pendry. Okay, it was kind of like my football father, good friend of Coach Max. They coached a long time. He calls me twice, leaves a voicemail. I got the ops guy text me. Joe's trying to get in touch with me, right? I'm like, what the heck is going on? You know? And I thought maybe Alabama had lost their line coach. I, I didn't know, right? <laughs> so I'm calling Joe back. I'm like, what do you got, Joe? And he says, well, Matt just called me. Uh, he, he thinks he might have an opening there at Central. Are you interested? And I thought about it. I said, you're damn right I'm interested. You tell Mac to call me right now, all right? If he says, if he, if he gives me the opportunity, I'm, I'm going to get in the car and and, and drive there on the spot, which I made clear to coach when he called. So, um, and he did. You drove your 
whatever the size yeah. of that damn pickup is, yeah. whatever that thing is. I, I, I drive the diesel in through fact, Iowa at 99 yeah, degrees. Yeah, tell about you, you, hey, Coach, I'm going to be a little late, but my diesel uh, kind of froze up That's when right. I was in Iowa. And That's it was right. Minus nine, right? That's right. So when I decided to leave, it was an absolute, I don't know what you want to call it. It was as cold as I've ever been in my life. Right. So I, I'm, I'm in northern Iowa, northeast Iowa. Okay, and, and stay at a hotel, and, and, and no, it's cold in Colorado, but it's it, it's 15, it's 18, it's that type of stuff at night, right? I get to my truck, it's negative 9 degrees. Okay, I can barely get the thing to crank. Well, this is the diesel with 300,000 miles we're talking, right? So I finally get it to crank, okay? But then I get on the interstate, and I can't get over 55 miles an hour. I mean, it won't even go past that, okay? So I have an idea what had happened when it gets that cold, the lubricants with the diesel engine, especially older ones, it doesn't work right. So the pistons aren't firing at full speed, okay? So I got to stop at a GM dealership, get the old drain, get all the carburetors cleaned up, and put in some brand new oil, okay? Just just to get over 70 miles an hour and get here, all right? <laughs> so anyway, the weather has, uh, I wouldn't say the weather is the best option, you know, up here, but the summers are supposed to be beautiful, right? No, they're they're fantastic. No, they, Looking forward to that. And I'll tell you what, wait till we get those teams in this stadium in late October and November and, and uh, just see how it is when the Chippewas come running out of the tunnel. Man. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Well, some great stories from William Vallejos, offensive line coach now for Central Michigan. And, one of these younger guys, Coach, adding to the staff. That's kind of becoming a trend in college football, and he seems like he knows his stuff. Yeah, and he's, uh, tell you what, he's, he's an unbelievable hard worker. Uh, you know, for him to start four straight years, you know, at, at the highest level of college football and, and be, a, you know, a couple national titles and uh, – you know what what he has done is is he built himself and you know it wasn't given to him uh and you know it's 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 great to see and it's great to see how he interacts with these guys i i'm really liking the energy and and really the knowledge that our o-line's playing with excited to see what he can bring to the program and like you said there's a lot of guys that are returning and uh, some young talent as well so it seems like he's got a good mix of people to choose from uh, and and how he builds the depth of this year's offensive line yeah and, and you know you've heard me say it and I'll say it over and over and over you're only as good as you're as you are up front um on and that can go for either side of the ball um and you know, we've got to continue. We're, we're finally kind of getting some numbers right. You know how short we were. Um, you know, I mean, I think about, you know, when Clay Walderzak walked through here at, after losing all the weight and he wasn't going to play his, his final year, and he was about 245 pounds and brought him in. I said, Clay, I'll tell you what, get to camp. If we can get you to 270, you know, i uh, we need you and uh sure enough he played his tail off for us and you know got us to Detroit he was one of those guys and you know just because we didn't have the depth um we didn't have the numbers at the position and we're starting to get there we're still probably another full year away uh from getting to where you'd like to be um but again talking about the versatility of some of these guys to get your best five on the field 
um, you know, I'm excited about. And that's kind of the timetable, right? I mean, coaches kind of talk about that when they take over a program. It usually takes you three, four, five years to kind of get your players in. Is that kind of what well, you're alluding to? it isn't to? as much our players because, look, uh, you know, Coach Bonamago and his staff, there were – there were players here. There were numbers, you know, in, in some of the spots that, that just happened, whether a kid gets hurt, whether he, you know, chooses to leave, whatever that is, you know, our, our, just our sheer numbers in mm-hmm. the old line didn't allow us to really practice the way we like to practice. And with that, then you're not developing guys. And uh, I think, uh, you know, we, we're, we're getting to that point where we're getting those numbers uh, in there and, and um, getting the body types and, and uh, letting them grow up and and uh, learn to play and and that's kind of where we're at and that was that was a big position where we we're just short I mean we we're short on numbers nobody's to blame um, that that happens uh, you know we're that way a little bit right now wide receiver uh, you know, we lost some guys who played a ton of football for us here, and, and that happens. Uh, but we also have six guys coming in uh, here in June, so we'll get those numbers back up. But, you know, there's just another example of it. All right, so what's what's coming up next? I know you said you've got a couple more practices, and then spring ball is complete, right? Yeah, uh, I'm going to head out of here uh, after work on Friday, just personally, and uh, – Go down and see our, our Karen and I's uh, third grandchild, uh, William James, uh, my daughter and, and husband in Orlando, and spend Easter there. Um, get back here. We're, we'll do final exit meetings for the year with uh, each and every player individually, which is one of my favorite times because I get to sit down and visit with them. Uh, we do that three times, or I do that three times a year uh, with each kid just just get a chance to sit down one-on-one and not just in a hallway or in a meeting room or whatever and, and kind of find out how they're doing. And uh, so I look forward to that. We'll, we'll go into the next week. We'll have our final team meeting uh, all together before they head out after finals and then get ready to get started again the 1st of June. Coming up quick and then that new class gets here and then fall camp and then the season's here. Can't wait That's for right. it. That's right. That's right. The the you know the coaches are actually a lot busier than I am. Uh, you know, uh, um, they're out on the road spring recruiting. Uh, they start on Monday, the the day after um, Easter. Uh, they'll be on the road uh, in high schools evaluating players. Uh, you know, getting ready, spreading the word of the Chippewas, and and uh, you know looking at. You know, getting some visits in here. We'll have official visits in June uh, with a couple weekends and, and getting that 23 class finished up and and really starting on 24s and 25s, uh, kids we want to get here for camps and, and get them on campus. So uh, a busy, busy time as the calendar never ends. Yeah, it's constant. You can hear it. I know we talk about it every year, but just because the season's done or because spring ball's not going on, there's always something that uh, you and the staff are working hard on. So we appreciate all the hard work. And, again, just looking forward to what next year's product turns out to be. And can't wait to meet the new recruits, too, that are going to come into this program as well in a couple of months. Yeah, excited about those guys and 
excited to see where they're going to fit. Um, and, uh, you know, you always feel good about them when you recruit them, you, you evaluated them now getting them here and see how they interact with everybody and take coaching and, and, uh, all the things that go into it. Uh, you know, they're coming into a really good locker room and, you know, the leadership from the top is really going to teach these guys how we go about our business and, and how the Chippewas do things. All right, Coach. Well, that's uh, another episode down. We've got uh, another new member. I believe your your GM, Ryan McNamara, is uh, going to join us next week. Yeah, excited to get Rhino on uh, and uh, talk a little bit about what exactly the different recruiting cycles are and, and how some of that works. I think it's, I think it's pretty interesting because uh, there's a lot of work. There's a lot of film work. There's a lot of background check. Uh, there's a lot of things into it uh, before you ever, uh, you know, offer someone a scholarship uh, to Central Michigan University. I imagine we'll have some good good questions, too, about how he helps manage the transfer portal, which is newer in the, the last few years. Uh, recruiting has certainly changed since, I mean, even talking to someone like uh, William Vallejos, when he got to Alabama now a decade later, how these kids can kind of move all over and you're coming from high school, you're coming from other schools. It seems to be a lot different landscape. It, it really is. And so that's why it's so important, you know, to have that leadership on the, you know, the, the core players that are here. That when these new guys get in here, they can kind of um, lead them in the direction that, that we expect. And, uh, you know, the good thing is they're coming into a winning situation. Uh, which is why, you know, some of the portal guys and, and transfers, uh, you know, looked at us, and I think that's a real positive. People know about Central Michigan. You've got a, a good culture, it seems like, built here, and uh, again, it's just the momentum keeps on going, which is great news. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was talking to a group that was here, uh, you know, at scrimmage. I think uh, sometimes so many people they, they focus on negatives and yet there's such great things going on here uh, we're going to continue to grow we're going to get back on track we're going to get students on campus because this is just such a great place well it's great to talk to you again coach uh, you Karen the family the staff have a wonderful Easter enjoy your weekend and can't wait to talk to you again next week fire up chips